everybody always thinks that they have a privileged view of what's going on. That they have an... Maybe some people don't, but... No, I think most people do. I, I think most people have a... Like, they think that they know what's really going on. Right. You know, like, I really, I know what's really going on. I feel and, that way all the time. Sure. But, and, and I think that... to, to true say, for me, though. It's, to me, it, it's so enabling of... Okay, let's, let's imagine you're, let's, I'll imagine for a moment you're, that you're completely correct that it is sociopathic and violent to assume that you know what's best for the sex life of some, uh, for, for someone else. But at the same time, that's enabling of so much, like, there are so many instances where then you can deploy that as like, well, how about, how about this? Uh, and here's an interesting consent question that brings that into, that, that calls that into question of like. Uh, what do they call it? May December romances. Oh yeah. Of like of like age of consent issues. So like uh, a thirteen fourteen year old kid and their teacher in middle school is like okay, um, that's complicated. Uh, so certainly like, complicated. Right, and so the the argument that the state makes in that case is like, well, this person. Like, this minor doesn't really know what they want, and we have to protect their interests because, like, so this caregiver and this, like, person who's supposed to be monitoring and observing and, like, guiding them in their education should know better. And then the, the teacher's always, the defense of the, the person who's, like, older is always like, well, I am shepherding them through a thing. Like, I'm, I should, like, this is, relationship is good for them. I know what's best for them. But by granting me that capacity to know it's good for them, like it's consensual, like we're, we love each other and you should respect that. So I think it functions similarly in my mind that probably, maybe, probably, maybe, I don't know what word I should use there, but some of those relationships might be okay, maybe, uh, in my mind, depending on like the different people. I don't know anybody who's ever had and been in a relationship like that, so I can't speak to any of them, but in theory, there might be a relationship like that, possibly, that could be good. Right. Or at least okay. Um, or at least no less screwed up than all the other screwed up relationships out there. <laughs> um, that being said, I do think sometimes that we have an obligation to trust that voice that says, I know better than this. Like, this person thinks that they want this, but they really don't want this. And maybe it is paternalistic, but I feel like... I mean, I have to point out that you evoked the the like example of a an adult and an adolescent having a relationship in in it's to defend of paternalistic. <laughs> to defend the idea that one person is not, does not know more than the other person like my argument is that one person even if they feel if even if they're less attached does not give them the right to know more about the situation at hand Okay, well, but then, okay. So and and see, also, you all, another... in all of your examples, are giving that person who is not emotionally attached to the, the sexual encounter more power. You're, like, naturally giving them the idea that they can make a choice more, like, better than the choice that the other person is making. Well, it seems like the... But I'm... Sure, both of people have a capacity to make a choice, but in in all of these hypothetical scenarios, I would say in the majority of cases where people two people shouldn't have sex because of their, they're not going to handle it well afterwards, they don't have sex because they just both recognize that. But there are situations involving uh, primarily... So, so one could be like somebody just took ecstasy and normally they wouldn't want to have sex with this person, but they really, really want to have sex right now. And like, <laughs> it'd be really good, so we should just do it. you know. And it's like not thinking through. And then the server person has the obligation to be like, that's not consensual sex. We should not do that. You know, even if this person is so like you're an saying like tripper, love is a drug? No. No, no, no. <laughs> but kind of. Well, yeah, sure, a little bit. That that 
being horny distorts your sense of right. But and there's wrong. a difference between because we're arguing the difference between being horny and being horny with an emotional back. Yes. Well, sure. I'll take horny with a back emotional back, please. Yeah. Got <laughs> three of those. Um, <laughs> extra large, please. Um, but the how large? <laughs> um, not going there. The. <laughs> But okay, and so uh, so I, I'm using all these examples of like one person is older or one person is sober, sober. and the other isn't. But I, mean, I just there have been so many th- things that I've so many relationships, sexual encounters that I've been witness to their gestation or their after effects that have been like I can't believe that this person did that and thought that would be a good idea to sleep with that person who they clearly had no business sleeping with or like that person is not ready to be in a kind of sexual relationship or any kind of relationship really with that person uh why did that happen and so I'm just thinking like there has like if not paternalism maybe like sometimes you know it's not right to do something that somebody else wants to do Yes, and I'm not saying that saying no is always the wrong choice in this circumstance. I guess I'm just saying that it's not... You can't put all of the responsibility... Not even, like, the responsibility to say no. Like, no is always the right choice in this circumstance. I'm saying that no is not always the right choice in this circumstance. That that often an experience will... Okay, so in the example of, of this person is not ready to have any kind of romantic relationship, why would you engage in this person when they're obviously emotionally not ready to have a relationship? Mm-hmm. There's, A, the obvious point that not everybody knows where they are emotionally or where sure. their partner is emotionally. That's a very hard thing to negotiate. Sure, and there's, B, that how do you... Made, how do you, de- like develop in your like relationship identity or your your ability to have a relationship except for having experiences that are often and sometimes painful <laughs> so it'll be good for them to have this sex with me i'm not saying that i'm not saying that it'll be good for them or bad for them i'm just saying that you keep arguing that there's one party in a in a, in a in this engagement that has the ability to choose for both parties and they have not only the ability to choose but they have um like it's their responsibility to make that choice yeah and I think that that I stand but by you're, that. But you're okay. But you're, you're describing the person, the di- detached person, the uh, I guess the theoretical slut in our circumstance. Maybe they're both sluts, though. Maybe they're both sluts, and just I one think person. That loves. We're beyond the slut. Okay. Anyway, okay. so <laughs> but you you keep fine. on describing this person as the parent or the sober sober person or the person with yeah. the greater view of the situation. Why does this person have a greater view of the situation because they're not emotionally involved? Perhaps the person who is emotionally involved and making the choice to engage in this also is like, I understand that this is going to be painful, and I want to engage in this relationship that is going to teach me some new aspects of how I feel and how this person feels and how this thing like evolves. But that's entirely, that's entirely different than like, I am obsessed with this person and like, I need to be with them. I didn't think we, I didn't think we were talking about somebody who's obsessed with this person and need to be with them, but rather somebody who is like, I want to be with this person. I know it'll be painful afterwards. I I mean, I was under the understanding that that we, that both of our parties knew that the situation at hand was going to be a one-time thing, even if one person was going to still want it, still attempt to have more and still knowing that that choice was not an option. Okay, yeah, then in that situation, I would say that the person who was not as emotionally attached should not do it, depending on how emotionally attached the other person was. And it's so if there's an obsession, if there's an obsession, then that's different. A, because it would be super uncomfortably to ha- to have somebody obsessed with you that you slept with. Like, if you if somebody was obsessed with you and you didn't care about them and you slept with them, that would be uncomfortable just for you as the person who made that choice. Not really. I mean, what it, what about like rock stars and their fans or like? Um, you don't think rock stars should sleep with their fans? 
No, I totally think that they should. But I think that's a different context that... I don't think most fans have a realistic expectation, or even if they have a, a, like a crazily exaggerated expectation that this person will then love them when they have sex, or like, well, they'll have some future with that person. Like, I feel like it's much easier to handle that because then you won't like you don't see that person anymore, and it's like really difficult to get hold of them, and like you're sad about it, but like whatever. But I feel like there's a difference between like two people with a huge power imbalance and one is like really wants where's this other. huge power imbalance the the need to be with somebody the want to be with somebody the obsession of yeah. the, like the the want of the relationship you know it's like one imbalance. person is a cool person and one person is not as a not as cool person and it's a that's different that what you just said is a totally different thing what is that what do you mean one person is a cool person and one person is not a cool person one person is on the center of a social scene this is this has been my experience on both sides. Is like I are we talking cool. about the rock star metaphor, or are you talking about the actual situation? We're talking we're about the discussing? actual situation at hand. See, this was never mentioned. But rock stars before. are cool. Rock stars are cool. So one That's person is the center of a social scene, and the other person is wants... on the periphery, and they want to be. They want. They're like, I really, you know, it's like so. Okay, super cool. Let's let's pick a crazily crazy. Let's pick a crazy heterosexual fantasy in movies all the time, where like super nerdy guy is really into super popular girl. And and typically in movies, what happens is super nerdy guy does something cool or like super popular jock bro, like either proves himself to be stupid or is temporarily incapacitated by a villain or whatever. And then cool, like a stupid nerdy guy comes to the rescue and then cool girl falls in love with him. Right. This is the standard plot. 99% of the time in real life not in the movie, what happens is if those people hook up, it's like there was a moment where someone, someone where like cool person, cool girl feels lonely and vulnerable and like sleeps with this guy. And then it's like, I never really want to talk to you again. And like, don't talk to me and like, don't come hang out with my friends. And we don't really have a future together. Like I did that because I in a moment of weakness. And it's also possible to see that from the other side. Of, so you're saying don't sleep outside of your class? What? No. I class certainly has something to do with this. deeply uncomfortable with what you're saying, with what you're talking about. The, you're 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 differentiating all of our people by like uh, their level of coolness or the level of popularity and like their level of vulnerability and you're saying that like a particularly popular person is not going to sleep with somebody who's not already within their social scene unless they're feeling vulnerable and and that vulnerability is like a, a poor choice for them i'm sorry am i getting this wrong no no or that like the, but you're seeing the, it in the, the wrong light well i don't know what light i'm supposed to see it in but that sometimes you like in order to if you care about, I'm saying you shouldn't sleep with somebody unless you care about them, unless they, like, you, it's not okay to have sex with somebody who's really obsessed with you. Obs- I think we should stop using the word obsession, because obsession is okay, a different thing sure. than And it's also kind interest. of psychological, and it's like, what does it mean to be obsessed? But, like, if somebody is really interested in a romantic relationship and, and will have sex but want will have sex in the context of a relationship and the other person is just just wants to have sex then i think the person who just wants to have sex has an obligation to not have sex with that person because it will create complicated feelings that like they will hurt that person to have had sex and then i mean depending on the situation it depends on like how interested they are in having a romantic relationship and it depends on how much you know that the other person wants to have a romantic relationship with you or how much you know I guess I'm assuming that the subject in this in this hypothetical situation is the one who kind of like would have sex, but like the other person really likes them a lot. Then right. like I think don't think you should have sex with that person because then it's going to be like so complicated and awful I for think, both people. You know I think that it will be complicated and awful. 
And but you think I, that's a learning experience. I don't always think it's... I think that I think that you are right in a lot of ways that you are right. But I think that in the situation um, where where people are honest about where they're coming from, where both parties understand and both parties know that everybody understands, then... Oh, yeah, that's fine. Then you, you just... Like, at some point, you just have to say that this is a choice that we're both making and we're entering into it in full faith. And I don't think it's anybody's responsibility to choose for anybody else. I certainly understand, like, if you feel like you're taking advantage of somebody, you probably are. And you should not do that. And you should not <laughs> yeah. use, like, like uh, sex-positive promiscuity as a reason to, to, like, take advantage of somebody or, like, a way that that, like, to and excuse that behavior. Okay, sure. So the, the thing, the thing that, that's been bugging some of my friends lately okay. is, like, there, I have a friend who's a lady person, and she goes on dates with gentlemen people, mm-hmm. and that they sometimes, like, go on a few dates, and she's like, I don't know if I want to sleep with this person. I want to sleep with this person, but only in the context of, like, us being involved with one another, and they go on three or four dates, and then they have sex, and then he stops returning the calls. And she's, like, really upset about that. I think it is the obligation of this guy, a hypothetical guy of the friend who shall remain unnamed, it is that guy's obligation to not have sex with that person and not to continue seeing that person if he knows that she wants a relationship and doesn't want to just have sex and... But see, what I'm getting from this is that... Is that there was like a, a hunted hunter kind of a situation? Like if they're if they're dating, if they're like yeah. getting to know each other and having several dates, like that's putting already that's prioritizing like a a, a a engagement outside of sexuality within their relationship. Like if they're yeah. if they're like okay, we yeah. went on several dates without sleeping, then it's like the dating is what's happening here, not the sleeping with each other. Like that's a part of it, but it's not the the part of it. So that's like the person who's like I'm going to do this and then sleep with you and then leave is kind of predatorial that's different uh, see the, the context in my head was like not that that they were you know engaging in like the practices of dating but that it was a situation that arose in which either they knew a little bit about each other or almost nothing about each other yeah, enough it's, to know it's much more difficult a, if you like know nothing like but then to me that opens up a lot of space for like plausible deniability but it's, it's, it's not about plausible deniability or proving yourself in a court. It's about respecting the other person enough to be like, if I have sex with this person, what will the consequences be? Like, how will we feel tomorrow? And how will we feel, I guess I'm assuming the sex is happening at night. How will we feel after we have sex? And how will we feel, like, in general a week from now? And, like, is this person interested in me romantically? In what sense? And how, how am I interested in them romantically? And obviously you don't have to ask these questions literally, but I think most people have a pretty intuitive emotional feel for them at the time. Sure. So the, the, in my mind, the, the question is, you should have sex up until the point where you think that that person will be hurt because they think something else is going on or they will... W- so I think we may, where we may disagree is I think it's easier to tell how into you another how into you another person is and it's easier to tell like how into you are they and like how much will it hurt them if you have sex and like don't really want to talk to them anymore just it, don't don't leave them on yeah don't leave them on sure but then also don't leave them on but also like don't sleep with them don't be like yeah you know like we're not gonna sleep together right and they're and i mean just like don't like really don't have sex with that person if you're, like, if you think that they, if you have to, like, be super, super clear with them that, like, nothing else is going to happen after you guys have sex and, like, like you're not really interested and you're just having sex because, like, you're kind of turned on at the moment or, like, bored and, like, you'll do it, 
like, but like as a favor to them, like you should not be having sex in my mind. Yes, of course. Should, if, you're, if, it's your, if you're bored or it's a favor to them or you need consolation, like those are not necessarily reasons to have sex with somebody you know already. What if you met somebody in a bar like that night? Well, then it's you, harder to tell. But I think that we should err on the side of like you met somebody in a bar. Do you care that they're another human being that has feelings? You should. And so if you do, then don't sleep with them if you think that they're, it's going to fuck them up. Or if you think, like, if you meet somebody who, like, on the street and you're totally sober and you're like, this person may be, like, not... Okay, here's an exaggerated situation. If you met somebody and you're like, this person is in a mental state right now where I don't think that they are making clear or comfortable decisions about their life and their emotional choices right now, and that they're disconnected from their emotions or their emotions seem erratic to me, that I think that that is automatically a red flag where you're like, do not have sex with this person. Like, there is something going wrong here that they they need emotional care that your your magic genitals are not going to provide to them. Maybe they don't need emotional care. Maybe they just need a good lay. Or maybe that's all that they want in that out of the circumstance. Maybe they want that. That's what they want to do. You meet somebody at a bar. They've had a bad week. They fucking. It's better to err on the side of not having sex. (laughs) I think. You think that? Yeah. As much as I love having sex with fucking so many hot people, like don't do it if the hot person is you think is going to be hurt by it. And I think you owe it to them to err on the side of. It's going to hurt them. I mean, I don't think... But if... I mean, I think... like I, I want to be like, yes. Because there's... We live in a culture that is so, like... You know, just fucking is fine. And that person, if they say they didn't want it later, they would just were being a slut. But, like... I also feel like a person has the has the right to make choices for themselves even if they're in a weird place in their life like and if they want something and the other person also wants that thing like who is is it for one person to be like you your choices are crazy now like i i can see that about you that you are making wrong choices it doesn't totally invalidate their choices but it's saying like it's just there's i know that it's it's not the same thing to be like, this person is in a weird emotional place as it does to say this person is addicted to drugs or this person is is like many, many years younger than me and is a child who, yeah, that question is really complicated. But so it's a totally different situation to be like, this person is weird than to say this person, like there's a huge power differential going on here. I'm this person's supervisor or like I'm this person's boss. I'm this person's teacher. I'm this person, like whatever they, I have some power control over them uh, to say like, that sex is okay is different from saying is not okay is different from saying like i don't really know this person very well uh this person may be acting erratically and being in a weird emotional place i shouldn't have sex with them it is paternalistic and it's more paternalistic maybe than to say like i won't have sex with this person because i'm in a position of power over them and like that's not going to be good for them to do that so i'm going to protect their interests by not having sex with them but i still think it's legitimate I do think it's legitimate, but in the argument of, like, promoting, like, slut-positive behavior, like, I, I think it's, I think those things are legitimate, and people should think about them, people should think about them in any context, not just sex, but in any choices they make that in, engage other people, people should think about how their actions could be, a, could have a negative consequence on the people that they're having any kind of relationship with, if you're, you know, in, at a hot dog vendor, or, like, on the subway, like, those are things you need to think about, but... I also think that, like, 
looking poor, like shining a poor light on sexual choices made in an emotionally unstable position, or certainly because we are almost always all of us in any emotionally unstable positions, or like positions where one person has like power over another, like a boss or a teacher, or I mean, the idea is that people making sexual like sexual choices that have negative like consequences is not a big deal and the negative consequences of of like a sexual choice outside of um like a sexual assault like are not like devastating and that we should be like okay you had that sex and that's fine like it doesn't matter that you made that choice well i mean that opens the door to me that's that's the equivalent of like why draw the line in sexual assault then why not be like well like sexual assault isn't the worst thing that can happen. Like you're still alive, like whatever, like people get hurt, deal with it. But I'm not, okay. I'm not, okay. I know that what, that, what I said is kind of being like, oh, you're still alive, deal with it. But what I'm saying is that I think a lot of, okay. Um, so here's a conversation that maybe I'm should, is should not open up and does not have a, a connection with that. But like, I don't, I feel like abortion is not the end of the world. Like having an abortion is like a thing that happens and we sure. should deal with it. But I also feel like there are emotions like associated with having an abortion. Yeah. I also feel like there are emotions associated with having an abortion that have nothing to do with the actual procedure of having an abortion, but have a lot to do with the stigma of having had an abortion in a society that yes. has weird feelings about it. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the negative connotations of having like making a sexual choice, like or a lot of the, the fallout of that choice could be coming from the idea that we have that promiscuity or sluthood is like a bad thing and that and that a lot of what you're saying and thinking is like the fallout of of having of have, making this choice um, is like too bad, like is like not good for this person, and we should not engage in that. Could be coming from the idea that promiscuity is not a good way. No, promiscuity is a great way, but promiscuity done wrong hurts people. <laughs> Anything done wrong hurts people. Sure. So don't and, do it wrong. But, okay. You're and right. so what does it mean to do promiscuity wrong? Well, for me, doing promiscuity wrong means one of two things. It means doing having sex with somebody against their consent or uh, having sex with somebody who is consenting but or is who is verbally and physically consenting but you know is going to be hurt afterwards because you're not going to be willing or able to supply them with the emotional, intellectual, or communicative needs that will will follow their sex. Like we'll follow the sex. They're like after you, you're like if if you're if you know after you have sex with this person who currently is saying that they want to have sex with you or is like putting their hand in your pants that like if you know that having sex with this person will mean that tomorrow they will want to talk to you and if they don't talk to you then they're going to be really hurt and really sad and that if you have want nothing to do with that person and you know that that's going to hurt them then don't have sex with that person because if you do then it's as paternalistic to make the choice that like it's okay and they're going to grow from the experience or like it's okay because like they need to realize that this is life and like whatever and I'm just trying to get off and it's not my responsibility to take care of their feelings like to me that's a much more harmful attitude than to say like well I don't think that this person is going to be in a place where they're going to feel good about this afterwards so I'm going to make sure that I protect their feelings by not having sex with them, even though I would and kind of want to, I know that they're going to feel shitty next week about it. Yeah, I, I mean, you've convinced me. I agree completely, actually. I th well, I think what you were... So... I think that we may have been talking at, about different things initially. Perhaps. It's really hard for me to get on board with the idea that a person can choose for somebody else. Yeah. The more I watch Battlestar Galactica, the more I'm convinced that 
you can and should make choices for literally everyone else. I don't else. make the tough decisions. <laughs> yeah. Live with them every day. <laughs> Do it for the old man. <laughs> the old man. <laughs> and more on Battlestar Galactica next time. <laughs> yeah. Definitely an important <laughs> subject talk about, topic of conversation. <laughs> Do it for the old man. <laughs> mm. <sighs> He's my favorite. The old man. <laughs> Ty, Colonel Ty. Uh, yeah. Soul Ty. Colonel Soul Ty. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about a man who enjoys his whiskey. And needs to not have sex anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If I was feeling particularly vulnerable, if like the human race were wiped out, and I like, and Helen need, need to whiskey, stop having sex. Uh, Helen needs to die, but I might have sex with him. I, I would, I would probably have sex with him at some point. <laughs> Helen needs to die. Um, her character, yeah. Um, this has not been one of our funniest episodes. No, it hasn't. It's been very serious. <laughs> And, uh, I don't think we're drunk enough. I think it's a problem. Yeah, probably not. Well, I, you know, I just, I probably am not in a good place emotionally right now. And you should have known that given my emotional place right now, it would not be a good idea to have a podcast. <laughs> you should have cut this podcast off before it began. You wanted to have the podcast. You suggested the podcast. I, know, I also wanted to known. have the podcast. You I have known. felt that it was a consensual choice between the two of you. <laughs> I thought we would both enjoy it. Mm. So now you realize that <laughs> it was, in fact, your position to not have the podcast and that that was the correct choice. I'm just not going to return your phone calls, what I'm going to do. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind is what I'm saying. Well, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> Would not be the first time that you decided not to return my phone call. <laughs> what are you doing down there? Are you getting them more whiskey? I was trying to get more whiskey. I was fixing I was putting the shoe of yours that I just repaired back in place so it would not leak glue on my floor but if that is upsetting to you or troubling to you we're gonna end this podcast now 